OTB Sports Rugby. Do you want to just take it easy, keep the emotion in check? That's not what sport is about. It's about emotion. It's about singing your national anthem with pride. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. The News Round on Off The Ball with Gillette. Start your day in flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. This is News Talk. That's getting words out. <laughs> We're on air. Welcome along. A slight tangent is coming your way between 8 and 9. It's Champions League evening, so special European night at Anfield, cliche alert, but then there is truth in cliche, of course. Liverpool, Real Madrid is on the way, which means we've brought in the big dog, the main man. Richie McCormack, evening to you. Joe, it's always a pleasure to be along. Thank you very much. Richie, he thought I was talking about him. Absolutely unbelievable. Kenny Cunningham also here. Would you get over yourself? Unbelievable. I could see you sitting up straight there for a second thinking, here I go. I'd agree with that assessment, uh, Rich. (laughs) Professionalism. Uh, 53106, the text number. Add off the ball on Twitter. Kenny Cunningham, in for the evening. What a treat. I said, Kenny, there we have a slight tangent coming the audience's way between eight and nine. I'm sure you're wondering, what the hell is a slight tangent? Mm. It's an exciting new development on the show. (laughs) You're leaving. (laughs) <laughs> now that would be exciting wow uh, myself and Michael just through the glass there and yeah, yeah. Arthur and Will yeah team OTB FM PM uh, we sit around for an hour and we uh, chew the fat it's on the stretch I've seen you <laughs> five minutes max before uh, you go on air we chew the fat on the goings on in the world of sport and often there are tangents hence the name it didn't initially have a title but then, it, it, they, they, you know, organically, some listeners suggested... We need to get in for a few of these meetings, really. Well, we? interestingly... Now, we've already... Tonight's one is in the can. It's done. Right. But... Spoiler alert, Joe. I know, yeah. Sorry. But I would say your name has been emailed in several times by uh, a slight tangent listener saying, would you get Kenny in on one of these? So the invitation's there. Interesting. Yeah. Come on, then. All right. Up for it some night. <laughs> uh, we'd love you to do it, but... Um, I mean, I mean, this evening, for instance, uh, Tiger Woods is up for discussion. Uh, Graham Potter up for discussion. The point on Potter. So this this can be like a slight tangent trial for you for a minute. The point on uh, Potter. I was just struck by almost the sheer superficial stupidity in the sports media when it comes to Potter over the last couple of weeks, where the the main discussion point around Graham Potter now is: is he too normal? Is he too reasonable? He's too nice. And this is the big criticism of Potter. Whereas I guarantee you, if he was uh, winning all these matches, these same attributes would be pointed to as, see, he's reasonable, he's nice. This is what you need at the top level. Younger players, this is what they want. And uh, it's all just hot air. And it's kind of unfair criticism of him. I mean, there might be things wrong at Chelsea. I don't think it's that Graham Potter is too normal. I think you're right. We're probably going to see one of the nicest men in football, uh, according to most people and people within the game and coaches at Anfield tonight in terms of Carlos uh, Ancelotti. We know what his uh, track record's like as a as a manager and how successful he's been in terms of managing dressing rooms over the past kind of 15 years and big personalities as well. So, yeah, to say he's too nice is obviously weak. Uh, but I think it depends on the dressing room. Uh, Joe, to be honest with you, I think that type of character you were talking about, you know, uh, uh, nice and very articulate and that's, you know what I mean? Maybe 
too, bit, too a little bit more in touch with his, with his emotional side and maybe some other people. I think that can, yeah, that can play out very, very well in, in certain dressing rooms. Maybe not so others. It's the modern dressing room like you were talking about. I haven't been in one on a regular basis for the, for a number of years, but yeah, you do get a, you do get a sense of that, all right? The kind of the atmosphere inside the dressing room has kind of shifted. Uh, the dynamic inside the dressing room, I should say, really has shifted a little bit. So, but yeah, generally speaking, no, I think it is a pretty weak argument to be honest with you. Although he has to, he has to stand behind the performances of his team since he's gone into yeah. to the football club. And yeah, so I think he's 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 not say he should be criticised, but certainly should be kind of questions and questioned in terms of the problems Chelsea are having at the at the moment. And so yeah, I think he understands that. But and do you buy into like talk of again? It's in the cliche vicinity, but again, there's truth in cliche that he doesn't have an aura. Mourinho. Tuchel, Klopp, Pep, these guys have auras. He doesn't have an aura or a presence and that would be uh, a weakness of his. Do you buy into that kind of stuff? Yeah, aura, I suppose, his personality, I suppose, really is what, to a point, isn't to it? Point. I, yeah, yeah. Like, Conte, I mean, people, people would draw comparisons. The Chelsea fans even, some of them are saying, well, look at Tuchel, he's fighting with Conte on the pitch after oh, yeah, That's yeah. what we need. Yeah, I've, not, I've no, time, no time for that. Does it, doesn't, you don't have to be shouting and screaming and fighting the world on the touchline to have a uh, uh, personality. Say so, uh, again, I'd reference Ancelotti tonight, yeah. reasonably kind of quite calm and keeps his emotions... Uh, in check, never really see him out of control on the touchline. But he strikes me as somebody with a lot of personality. When you hear him interviewed and talking, kind of off camera, you're kind of quite engaged with him. You know, mm. you see somebody. So I don't think you have to be a shout and a screamer to have personality. You can be quite kind of you know calm and uh, you know and carry yourself in a certain manner and still have bags of uh, personality. Yeah. But that said, Joe, I think at certain stages at a football club in the dressing room during the season or whatever. Yeah, I think personality does come into when you stand in front of the players you've got to deliver a speech or a key moment of the season comes you've got to grab the attention uh, of the players and they have to believe uh, what you're saying they've got to re- kind of row in behind you and I, pre- I presume would you look at Potter's CV and say well he couldn't have done the job he did at various clubs and, and at Brighton unless he had that in his locker or are, we, are there different levels here that maybe at Chelsea it's a different thing? Yeah, I think it's different levels in terms of the type of player, probably elite players. That's obvious, isn't it, when you go to a Chelsea dressing room as opposed to uh, uh, Brighton. But you can only judge him in terms of uh, his kind of body of work up until that point. And I was hugely impressed with the job he did at uh, Brighton, particularly that last season and a half. I thought it was phenomenal what he was doing, the football they were playing, the consistent, consistently high levels of performance, the type of football that he was playing considering this was an elite, you know, an elite dressing room that he was in. I thought he did a magnificent job. So, yeah, I was pleased for him when he got the opportunity at Chelsea. But to a certain extent, he has to prove himself again in a different environment. And the different environment is the expectation, not just that, but the dressing room, uh, the players the players in there, maybe different types different types of uh, animals than he's, he's been used to uh, before. Maybe a little bit more demanding, Joe. Maybe question him a little a bit more than than what he was at, at Brighton, so yeah, that's the challenges uh, facing him. Uh, I kind of wish him well. I, I I have a lot of time for him. He won me over. He was a slow slow born to be honest with you, Potter. A little bit early on, it wasn't too engaged with him in terms of post match, in terms of what he had to say. But what impressed me most about him was not so much in terms of what he had to say, but how his team was playing mm. and how the team evolved under him. Uh, at Brighton, that's what impressed me the most. Okay, well we'll see how all that develops. Uh, what's going on with you? What have you been up to? What's catching your eye at the moment? Six Nations hey, what's fever. What's catching me eye? Uh, pancakes in me. Uh, just remember there, me me uh, shoulder bag. Me ma, me ma, p- 
popped a few pancakes in for you. Ah, did she? She did, yeah. Yeah, she That's did. Lovely. Yeah, there's ah. Joe a couple of pancakes. Right, that Richie. Yeah. Class act. Yeah. Uh, she's a big off the ball fan, of course. Listening right now, would she? Oh, you. Sorry, Rich. No, it's, it's so more right. so you than the actual show. I've got to be honest with you. So would you say... She could the, take it or leave it, me and the show. The, pan, so you, the pancakes are for me and not the wider team. She'll be tuning in Friday night on, the, on your rugby your rugby special. There's not, not is that Friday, Friday night? night? What, Saturday, is it? What are you talking about? Is the rugby back the week? It must be, is <laughs> yeah, it? it is. I can <laughs> tell. You're all excited. We don't have the Ireland game. We've got the <laughs> Wales game, which may not be going ahead. It's a strike. No way. Yeah. Re- train strike. <laughs> Player strike, Kenny. <laughs> he knows. Uh, what are we putting on the pancake sugar no lemon no I'm not a big uh, Nutella the sugar I, I don't get the sugar the sprinkle just the raw sugar on the pancake no I don't but you have a sweet tooth oh, I do funnily every enough every time I yeah. see you you're eating chocolate I do yeah yeah no probably a bit of have you jam in there anything in the oh cupboard? yeah loads you want strawberry raspberry you name it <laughs> is that right <laughs> let's do it the ad break <laughs> jam mm. yeah okay yeah, I lemon and sugar I never never bought into with the pancakes. I, could, I couldn't tell you the last time I had a pancake on Pancake Tuesday. See a lot of them now really? uh, breakfast. Get them in here, Rich, you know that way. See a lot of them breakfast yeah. now, people out with breakfast, Rich, and I have you and, um, you know, generally yeah. tra- traditional Irish or whatever you'd have a breakfast. Nowadays, a lot of pancakes getting served up, I've noticed. For brunch. Around Dublin, for uh, breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like a yeah. crepe thing, breakfast It's crap, you're right, having bloody pancakes <laughs> for breakfast, there's no doubt of it. <laughs> I'd never consider a pancake before 12, at 12 o'clock. Is that a rule, yeah? <laughs> absolute given. It's 12 o'clock somewhere. <laughs> pancakes for breakfast, never. No. Yeah, it's quite an American thing, a pancake for breakfast. Seen people have eggs on them? On pancakes? Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Rich? Yeah? No, not for me, Ken. No, I know. No, I know. No. This is, this is the world we're no. living in. Would you be inclined to have a sweet breakfast? I can't. I couldn't abide by. I love the sweet tooth too, but I couldn't. I couldn't face a sweet. You know, Americans very yeah. sweet. I, no, not before midday. Me. Yeah, I'm not a big breakfast man generally at all. Like Are you an intermittent faster. Intermittent faster. Let me just <laughs> try to digest what you said. There. No pun intended. <laughs> I build up. It's a slow burn as the day goes on. But about seven eight o'clock in the evening hits. I'm yeah. No control. Full on. Oh yeah. It's all. It's all off. Be the same. All self control. the attacking the fridge. Full yeah. on. There's times where I've like fasted. Only reason I come in here to fast, get away from the, you. You've said that to me. Off the air. It's not a joke. There's times where I'll be very good all day, fast all day, and then for for no reason the handbrake comes off. Yeah, it's the worst time as well, isn't it? Worst time of the night. It's not good. Uh, so yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't load up on a sugary breakfast at all. What's your breakfast choice, porridge man? No, I'd I'd, I'd have a bit of fruit maybe. I'd have an orange, a banana, potassium. Been cramping up. Last couple of weeks been cramping up. Someone told me if you're feeling nervous, <laughs> to a banana settles you down. I don't yeah, know the science. Sure. Yeah, nervous disposition. Just if you're if you're going off the ball of an evening, Kenny, and you're feeling <laughs> a bit nervous, you could do worse than have a banana for you know twenty minutes beforehand. Have you ever heard that? No. No, I never. Next teammate of mine went full on on the bananas back in the day. Literally about. Uh, double digits bananas per day thinking this was the new way forward you know what it's like oh yeah I hear these things and yeah full on and literally had to club doctor had to send them home for a for a week what, what were the symptoms <laughs> like what was wrong with him he couldn't he literally couldn't he wasn't feeling very well 
<laughs> simply put and he wasn't moving where, very well where, where his was bells it? weren't moving very well barely right, down okay. either but okay. no but that was the thing was our, uh, our bananas and went full on and no, not at all like you know what I mean but that was it back in the day you was this was it it was kind of hearsay you'd hear these things in phrases yeah crack on like there was no there was no uh, information being given no no dietitians around the football club or anything like that so mm-hmm. everything was on a whim or a suggestion of one of your teammates yeah be interested to know if that's still going on I'd say, I, I would still think footballers are susceptible to I saw this guy on YouTube saying you do this I think there's still a bit of that going on <laughs> personal chefs now Joe that is true yeah I'd love a bit of that that is true so listen the good news Richie I just kept asking questions there because I want you to be able to make at least half a dozen food montages of Kenny talking about food thanks very much and I will Job and done. I will yeah you're not a fan of those yeah huh? You know where we, like, there's just a bit of music and you talking about bread or something when we play them. You know I never listen to this show, John. <laughs> when I'm out of studio. Oh, dear. Wouldn't be aware of anything. Fair enough. Around the show. That hurts because it's true. <laughs> so we should, uh, oh, here's some text in. Owen says, anytime Kenny's in the show, he just elevates the whole listening experience. A certain je ne sais quoi, says Owen. I mean, there's been some high quality talk radio for the last four to five minutes. Award winning. Uh, is Kenny a sweet or savoury man for the Pancake Tuesday? He's answered that. Oof. Jam. It can only be sweet. What, what do you mean by what's what do you mean by savoury? Somebody, somebody's there talking about putting putting rashers on your pancakes, Kenny. <sighs> some str- some streaky bacon on there. Do you know oh, that doesn't no, sound like terrible. Cheese. Some, somebody will probably put cheese. I suppose. I suppose there's people who put cheese on pancakes. Maybe. Is that the rashers point? I think works. I mean, that's akin to the the pancakes at breakfast that we're talking about. <sighs> that works. Crispy that works. rashers could go away. You could throw it on top of. Most things make 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 an argument, couldn't you? What's wrong with you all? Pancakes, maple syrup, bacon, scrambled eggs. It's the oh, best no. breakfast you no. could eat. Well, See, that, just that's just make a, your mind up. That's there the quintessential. That's just American. like I can't make my mind up what to have for breakfast. I'm going to pile it all on together. Somebody says this is bizarre radio, which may be the most salient uh, point of all. Yeah. Ice cream. Give me a nice scoop of ice cream on a pancake nice now you're talking yeah. it'll work too yeah fruit little, little splinkering fresh fruit yeah uh, that, that's where I'm coming from bananas <laughs> you're just no, naming in moderation in, mo- in moderation in moderation learn nothing else from the last yeah. couple of minutes right let's just try and forget the opening of the show and press on with uh, fresh wind in our sail Richie uh, yes, News Rent is brought to you with Gillette Labs for an effortless finish to your day. I suspect lots of people are very curious about team news from Anfield. Yeah, Liverpool seeking a first win over Real Madrid in seven encounters tonight. The sides meet at Anfield for the first leg of their Champions League last 16 tie. Amazingly, given the amount of times these sides have met over the last couple of seasons, it's the first time under Jurgen Klopp that they'll play out this game on a full Anfield. For Liverpool, Alisson starts in goal. It's a back four of Trent Alexander-Arnold, Joe Gomez, Virgil van Dijk and Andy Robertson. In midfield, Fabinho, Jordan Henderson and Stefan Bajicic. And up front, Mo Salah, Cody Gakpo and Darwin Nunez. So Liverpool unchanged from that win over Newcastle. For Real, Thibaut Courtois starts in goal. It's a back four for them of Danny Carvajal, Adair Militao, Antonio Rudiger and David Alaba. In midfield, it's Luka Modric, Eduardo Camavinga and Federico Valverde. And it's a front trio of Rodrigo, Vinicius Jr and Karim Benzema. Real will no doubt pay tribute to their honorary club president, Amancio Amaro, who's died at the age of 83. He won nine league titles and the 1966 European Cup during a 14-year career at the club. Tonight's other game sees last season's Europa League winners Eintracht Frankfurt play host to Serie A leaders Napoli and both games kick off at eight. This will be a great game. 
we'll be watching it very closely all evening. Jurgen Klopp said he watched back the Champions League final for the first time this week and found it torturous. Um, Madrid's form post-World Cup isn't scintillating. It seems Vinicius and Benzema aren't an amazing form for whatever reason. They've dropped points against lesser opposition. And Liverpool's form, as of a week ago, <laughs> is better. So, And it's at Anfield. So uh, we'll talk about this in more depth after half seven. But broad sweeps, what are you thinking tonight? Yeah, I suppose simply put, I give Liverpool a kind of fighting chance over the over the two legs. Obviously, this will be the better uh, best opportunity this evening to uh, yeah cause Madrid some damage. I wouldn't worry too much, Joe, about uh, Madrid's domestic form going into this game. We all know this kind of football club and even this team under this manager what they can do yeah. on, on nights such as these. So I think they'll actually rel- relish the occasion and the challenge of going to Anfield. I was hoping, had I looked, I was hoping maybe Sabalas might start that central midfield alongside Modric. You know, look, I thought maybe that looks a bit lightweight. Maybe Liverpool could get a bit of a foothold in there, but mm. the fact he's thrown uh, Valverde. Valverde in there alongside Camavinga as well gives him a real kind of physicality and a bit of a physical yeah. edge in that, there. That is the way to extend Modric's career, isn't it? Surrounding with legs. Yeah, it'll certainly help him. Mm. Yeah, it'll certainly help him. Yeah, Sabalas is very one paced, isn't he? Obviously, Valverde box to box, he's a running machine. He's a racehorse, Carmaving as well as a lovely player. Yeah, and then Rodrigo as well, bringing him high up the pitch into his individual quality. So I think it's a good, it's a good decision from Ancelotti. So how do they fare against Henderson, who's looked a touch, by the way, in particular, rejuvenated and a little burst of energy last uh, week or so? Fabinho and everyone's new favourite player, Bacic. Say it again. <laughs> I think the key is to say it quickly. <laughs> Young Stefan in there, he looks like a lovely Bacic. player as well. Yeah, I like what I've seen. I haven't seen enough of him, in all honesty, to, to give a real kind of strong opinion. You can see, obviously, the lad's got uh, quality in terms of uh, potentially what type of player he's going to be. Is he going to be more of a, a, a technical uh, ball-playing type of midfielder? Is, is he going to be box-to-box, arriving late physically? You know, is he going to mature and become you know a kind of run that kind of running machine and Mid- midfield which Henderson was at his, at his very best so it'll be interesting to see his development but yeah, yeah probably shows you where Liverpool are at the moment He, they probably need him in that central uh, uh, area of the pitch so yeah big big opportunity for him this evening looking forward to see how he plays The uh, textures only want to talk about one thing so Mike and Cork I've never heard of this I've never heard of this lads you can't beat a bit of tuna Oh pancake. God, no! An annual tradition in our household. That's rotten. That is absolutely <laughs> rotten. That's, that's like back rotten. in Victorian times, or so. It's like spam. That's like well, what have we got in the cupboard? I got a tin of spam. <laughs> lash it on the pan. Tuna. Nick, <laughs> that is that's, horrific. That's desperate. Like that's not even a subjective. No excuse tip. for that. You don't admit to that. Ugh. That's like a shame, isn't it? That's bringing shame on the family admitting to that. And do you just put you Is that a made up name? Is that he's actually put his name to, no, his name to Cork. that? We have his number. Do you want to f- Mick? Oh, do you want to phone know, him and I put him on the air? We talk to him. Mick's saying no. I would I would like to interrogate he's further. He's brought shame to the whole town, the village where he lives. The whole county of Cork. Does he put sugar on it as well? <laughs> ah, stop now. Well, I was just wondering, is it just tuna and pancake? It's like the fish I'd sandwich. Sake. It's a remarkably dry thing as well. Ketchup, maybe. Ah! I don't know. No, that's crazy. mayonnaise. Probably mayonnaise as well. Jeez, Whatever's in the cupboard. The sounds of it. That sounds more like dinner, Mick, oh, than Jesus. dessert. Have you ever had a fish oh. finger sandwich? 
No, not bad. <gasps> I haven't had a fish finger oh. for a long time. I've yeah. had a fish finger for a long time. We, you just reminded we, me we of the place fr- that used to be across the road, Joe. <laughs> oh, yeah. From the office. They used to do a killer fish finger sandwich. Yeah, we'd friends over to our house a couple of weeks back and they'd kids of that age. And so we were like, oh, I don't know how to feed them. <laughs> so we went out and bought <laughs> loads of fish fingers. Jeez, they're beautiful. That's like gastro, I think, the last few years, isn't it? Gastro, that the fish fingers in a... Charge about 20 quid for that in a bowl. Yeah, I, I would believe it. Uh, lads, are you interviewing Kenny for a slot on a slight tangent here? I was just, you're obviously tuned in touch late. We were just uh, saying to Kenny, would he do a slight tangent at some stage? He's up for it. Uh, no, I don't remember agreeing to that. You did, you said, let's do it then. <laughs> I said, let's hear it. Oh, as in, hear? I didn't know what you were talking about. Then you want to do quality control before you dare darken the door. <laughs> well, ideally, yes, when it comes to you. <laughs> uh, okay, you can, well, I'll send you an episode and see what you think. Genuinely, I'd be curious what you think. I think you'd like it. Be up your street. Just talking nonsense. I just can't get fish fingers now out of my head. Uh, it was a Friday night dinner for me back in the day growing up, fish fingers Friday. Yeah. Chips, uh, chips, bit of a f- chip bar, that, that type of food Friday night. What about you, Rich? Yeah, same, same. Well, they're back Fish from and school chips. and yeah, you, you, you weren't getting served up by potatoes on a Friday, were you? No, no, I had to be fried. Yeah. Did you have the same dinner on the same night every week? Pretty much. What was Thursday? Oh, yeah. Stew. Uh, the biggest, biggest downer for me was coming home on a Tuesday afternoon from school, cycling about six miles, which we had to do. Hard days, Joe, hard days. Coming in and my mad a big pot on, opening the lid of it and seeing that coddle. <laughs> simmering on the inside I, I would have thought you'd be Mr. Coddle devastated devastated poor mum she's listening at home to you <laughs> and again Coddle's another thing that's gone uh, high end isn't it yeah seems to have gone high end yeah it'll Amazing. never be high end yeah. never. Boiling, sauce, boiling sausages will forever be wrong and rashes and I spoke about rashes crispy you know thin slender yeah. crispy rashes and that's the exact opposite isn't it mm. just yeah. boiled to nothing bland grey yeah Mick genuinely I don't know if this is the worst radio we've ever done or if it's brilliant could you type through like get back on track or keep it going because I've just lost all sense Uh, lads I had the Elvis pancake in Vegas during the summer absolutely gorgeous the Elvis pancake you ask peanut butter bacon banana honestly it was delicious says Finbar peanut butter bacon banana that sounds nice to me, I have to say. Oh, peanut, no, no. Oh, peanut butter is beautiful. Yeah, peanut butter jam is something I only tried for the first time about six months ago, and it's mind-blowing. Did you ever go in for that? No, no, wouldn't even be tempted. I know what you mean. Blow your mind. Flame broke. I'll blow Flame your mind. broke, Joe. I'll run it and get you That's peanut it. butter and jam for that pancake, and no, we'll see. Don't bother. We'll see. You want uh, to fish fingers now, Joe? <laughs> yeah, indeed. So, we've got through one story, Richie. We have indeed, yeah. We'll get on to number two. Uh, Connacht have today confirmed that Pete Wilkins has signed a three-year contract as head coach there. The province say they conducted a thorough recruitment process following the news that Andy Friend is leaving his role as director of rugby at the end of this season. Friend has been head coach, uh, Friend had been head coach, uh, pardon me, no, Wilkins has been head coach, there we go, with special responsibility for defence since Friend moved upstairs at the sports ground, but he'll now have overall responsibility for the men's senior team. Um, look, it's incredibly exciting. I'm honoured by the opportunity. Um, I can't wait to get started. Uh, from a personal point of view, in, in terms of the progression of, of my coaching journey to this point, it, it's a, a hugely significant step. It, it's one that I believe I'm ready for. It's one that I feel I've worked hard for. And I'm thrilled it's 
at a club and, and at a province that I, I care so deeply about. Um, it's also a massive privilege when I look at the names that have come before me, Warren Gatland, Eric Elwood, Pat Lamb, Andy Friend, to be able to follow in their footsteps and, and, and lead the programme um, and bring my own flavour to that programme is incredibly exciting and, and I'm humbled by that. Uh, we'll talk about that on Wednesday Night Rugby tomorrow. Rich, the Irish team were giving press conferences today. Yeah, they were. Ireland hooker Dan Sheehan believes Ross Byrne has been harshly treated by some elements of the media in recent years. With Jonathan Sexton a major doubt for Saturday's Six Nations game away to Italy, he apparently didn't train today. Byrne looks set to earn just a third international start and Sheehan believes his Leinster teammate deserve the plaudits that have only recently come his way. You know, over the last few years I've probably played most of my rugby uh, under Ross at 10, so you know, I think probably the media were a bit harsh on him over the last few years because from what I saw inside the doors of Leinster in Ireland was someone who's calm and, and make, can make plays happen. You know, it's, everyone, I think, is really comfortable with him. Kenny, I do know you like your rugby. I presume you enjoyed the Ireland-France match. Oh, top, top. Phenomenal. Wasn't it? Oh, my God. They're Absolutely s- yeah. phenomenal. They're so good. I heard it back from Wexford. I was down in Wexford. Heard it back Yeah. to make it back to... To me, miles for the kickoff. Just had to watch it. Just had to get eyes on it. Yeah, it was great, unbelievable. Can't believe the level we're playing at, Joe. You know better than me, but I think it's absolutely phenomenal. And that phenomenal. management uh, group there, yeah, under Farrell, I think is remarkable in terms of what what they've done and what they're doing. Where we are, the consistency, unbelievable. I know some of the rugby you're just watching. Whoo. I mean, the Hugo Keenan try where they have the pre-planned move and he shoots through the line. All these kind of moments are just uh, everything, so good. Every aspect of the game, Joe, so it's like that physicality which the French you think, oh, just kind of bulldoze, you stand stand up to that. Yeah. And then in terms from the technical side, which to be fair, traditionally we've never, you know what I mean, haven't really been able to, you know, outplay teams as such in terms of throwing the ball, have we? But we're now, phenomenal what we're doing now. We're now world leaders in outplaying the opposition. And you can, see, you can see it, the lads, when they're interviewed, the mentality, the belief, confidence, the whole thing. Mm. It's brilliant. Even the coaching staff, Paul O'Connell's come on board there as well yeah. now, isn't he? And He's made a big difference. Do you know what's interesting? And it's like you'd have a kind of an insight into this as somebody who's, who's played sport at such a high level and it can go either way on a given day. And then big judgments are made about you as a group depending on how that big day goes. This team now, if they bow out at the quarterfinal stages, say they come up against a brilliant New Zealand or a, Brazil, or a brilliant France yeah. in France and yeah. fine can margins, happen, yeah. just doesn't go their way, lose yeah. by three points, there will be a, a serious cohort that say, you see, Butler's all rubbish. Ah, uh, yeah, that's weak, isn't it? I, th- I think <coughs> you have to look at what they're doing now and say, this is quality. Yeah, you can only judge. You can't look ahead, potentially, if what will happen, hypothetical, in six months' times if we lose to the French. Just the level of consistency that I'm seeing at, uh, at the moment. And as you've said, like I'm no expert in the in the sport, but I think it's absolutely phenomenal. I love what the manager is doing. He spins everything. Any possible negative, he just spins it into a positive straight away. Like there was a couple of the lads pulled out late, didn't they, before the yeah. first game? Was it the, the Welsh game? No problem. No bemoaning the fact, oh, yeah, it's, oh, it's a killer losing these players. Never does. What an, yeah, what an opportunity for the lads. No problem to us. The squad, strong, great opportunity for players. I trust them and nothing's ever a problem. There's no down and no kind of negative spin whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned the Welsh uh, situation, so if you're not following it too closely, uh, Richie, Warren Gatland, and there is this kind of difficult aspect for Gatland in that he's arrived back into Wales on a very big salary and you know yeah. he's probably happy with his lot he's trying to walk the line bring his players who are very unhappy along with him he was talking to the media today 
Yeah, crucially, he actually revealed that he wasn't informed of any of this brewing storm oh. when he did arrive back into the job, which is uh, something, certainly. But the Wales head coach is positive that issues regarding player contracts will be resolved today. Today's training session, rather this afternoon's and the second of two ahead of Saturday's game with England, was cancelled and Gatland has put off naming his side for that game. A deadline of tomorrow has been set for the professional rugby board there to sign off on a new deal between the WRU and the Regents. Players have threatened strike action if matters are not resolved to their satisfaction and Gatlin says he can see where the players are coming from what the players were asking for I think was was definitely reasonable in, in terms of and there needed to be some negotiation um, it's like everything it's you know you've got to find some middle ground and I think um, hopefully that um, like I said that the discussions today there'll be some middle ground where the players are happy with and and um, the professional game board will be also happy with you know some of the concessions that they make as well. So you know, there's not the thing is it's not always about you know when you're in discussion it's not always about a win-win for, for one side. You've got to find find some compromise and and hopefully that um, that will be the case today. So I know you were saying you haven't followed this too closely. Basically in Wales there's the 80, 90 players that are at the four regions, the clubs, and uh, they're out of contract mm. in the summer, and there's been no. Uh, talks between clubs and players about extending contracts because uh, the clubs don't know what their budget is because the Welsh Union don't seem to right. know what the budget is. Yeah, They're it. in crisis at all times. And the players have said, what the hell is going This is madness. So here's the quote which maybe crystallised things in the mail last week and did the rounds. This is from a Welsh player who's played in the two Six Nations matches. He said, I can't believe... I'm five months away from the end of my contract. I'm eight months away from the World Cup and my future isn't certain. I can't apply for a mortgage. I'm on antidepressants. I'm one big injury away from not having a job in July. And yet I'm starting for Wales every week and the union's making tens of millions from international matches. Pretty reasonable. And the union, I obviously have been brought to the brink here. Players threatening strike, England game this weekend. It's a complete mess. Oh, I don't like the strike. I think that's too far. A lot of sympathy for the, the, the individual player, wherever he is, uh, stay there. I can understand that on a, on a human level, but now it's a step too far for me in terms of we're not going to take to the field and and, and, and play the game. I think that's too, too much. But I know this does, is maybe does, a bargaining chip, don't get me wrong. Isn't that, the, isn't that what's terrible though is you're speaking out of patriotism and professionalism there and that's what the union are taking advantage of. They'd be like, Kenny Cunningham, he's never going to not, he won't strike for Ireland, no chance. We can treat him how we like. No, I understand that. Yeah, I understand that. So yeah, the union has to be fair and there's got to be a bit of compromise there. Warren Gatland the alluded to it there you know it'd be a bit of give on both sides I'd imagine that would be the case it's not it's in nobody's interest is it for this to kind of uh, linger and clearly not the type of preparation the Welsh manager would have wanted I think as a player you know you should push these things aside you know blinkers a professional attitude but not easy not easy at times these kind of tasks negative tasks can creep into the mindset so no not a great place for those Welsh players on the uh, talk of tuna lads you're putting me off my pancake here <laughs> not making cork he's tucking into round two any more tuna in the back cupboard there Jesus. and Val and Limerick too. imagine he came around to his house and he said let, let me whip you up something in the kitchen I'll come out where you're rubbing your hands he came out and put Pancake pancakes and tuna yeah watery that's tuna that's what mayonnaise on the side like help yourself yeah Val and Limerick says please 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 do a slight tangent Kenny trust Val and Limerick no, no you won't let this go will you I don't Sorry, we will let it go. I just want you I to say. I thought we had done the tangent. That's what isn't that what we've been doing for the last twenty minutes? I mean, basically, it'd be this, but you <laughs> <It's> know, <good laughs> ass. I touch less. Uh, I touch more sports talk, I suppose. 
We are going to preview Liverpool Real Madrid. Talk about that game in a bit more detail. Richie, we'll let you go and enjoy your pancakes for the evening. Thank you very much. Cheers, lads. Pleasure. Nice one, Richie.